0: Welcome to this Dealers Edge online training program featuring Kevin Baumgart with a workshop on how to use the power of your dealership's career site to attract talent and reduce costly turnover. Kevin is a vice president at Hirology, a firm devoted to advising auto retailers on ways to improve their employee selection and hiring processes. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. If you're having trouble attracting high-caliber candidates your dealership's open job positions, maybe you should look at the quality of your online recruitment efforts. To give you an idea of how old I am, when I got started working with car dealers, job seekers would buy the Sunday newspaper and scour the Help Wanted section of the classified ads. That idea seems almost laughable today. Today's job seekers go first to the internet, and the first stop for many of them will be the employment or career pages on your dealership's website. Careful consideration of how well your employment site functions and communicates the value of working for your organization is of critical importance. Today we're joined by Kevin Baumgart of Hireology as he explores how your dealership's employment brand can be either polished or tarnished by how well your career pages are constructed. Kevin will show us how to improve how improving your employment brand online can help reduce turnover and save the average dealership $370,000 a year. We'll see some ideas on how to make it easy for potential employees to file an application and resume. And what does it take to make your store's employment career pages more mobile-friendly? We'll see why the WIFM details, that's what's in it for me, are so important. And we'll learn how to make those career pages more search engine-friendly. So now let's welcome Kevin Bombard. Back to Dealer's Edge. Kevin, why don't you take over from here?
1: And then showcase that in the job description. Um, absolutely highlight benefits. We have to showcase most dealerships provide strong 401K with health and dental. You show that stuff right away. Um, job seekers may not know that we offer all of these great benefits, pay time off. whatever you Whatever you offer, put it forefront in the job description. And these three that I covered already, these need to be on the top of the job description. The, the application process and the recruiting process is a competitive sales process. We need to showcase this on the front end to then get conversions and get people to want to apply. Hey, uh, Kevin? Yeah. Uh,
0: Mike here. I, uh, seems like a good time. Can we break in and take a couple questions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm just. I was interested in, you know, where we are in the program, I before we started today, I just looked at uh, four dealerships uh, that are in the area where I live, and, and three of them, uh, they all have career pages, but three of them, uh, really all they were was like on, online job applications. Um, if they even had any jobs available, go ahead and give us your name, address, contact information, uh, right. and what you what you might like to do, and uh, and we'll get back to you. So nothing appealing. The fourth one, though, was a is a publicly owned national type dealership group, uh, and their their career page looked much more like the Enterprise Rental page in that it it started with a description of the company, uh, who we are, what we do, why we're a great place to work, uh, and then if you're interested, here's some information we'd like to have about you, and it really didn't even talk about specific jobs. Uh, it was just. Let us know who you are if you're interested, uh, and, uh, and we, will, we will contact you and get some more information and, and pick it up from there. Uh, you know, much more appealing, uh, I thought. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but it also, uh, as, as we're going through this, I'm reminded that uh, uh, not so many years ago, uh, it was, you know, that, that people who, uh, who, who gave this type of advice said, you know, in, in a job interview, don't talk to. Don't try to sell your company. Don't try to sell the job to the applicant. Make the applicant sell himself to, to the company. Uh, so it looks like that's been turned around a bit. Now we want to. We want to. Uh, I guess it was assumed that people would just apply for any jobs that were open, um, and uh, and and then they had to convince you why they were the right person for you. But it seems like that's all turned around. What happened there? That uh, that has changed yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I, I, think it goes, I think it goes both ways. I think we have, to, we have to showcase how great the opportunities are because all other industries are about a decade ahead of dealerships in general as to doing this employment and career branding. So I, I don't know why the shift happened, but it did. And if we, if we act as how we always have, we're going to have a lot less folks apply, which means we'll get a lot less quality candidates in the door. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why the, why the shift is there, but it happened. That doesn't mean that this whole process needs to be just selling the candidates. They have to obviously sell their, uh-huh. their credentials and, and what they can do and their expertise to us. Um, but that's why we have a good structured interview process and a selection process. They'll get their time to do that. That said, we don't want to make it difficult for them on the front end because like our lead generation process for the consumer brand, we want the funnel to be as wide as we can on the top, and through the good weed out betting process we'll pick the right ones so we don't want to we don't want to limit the number of people that get excited or interested in the jobs that we have
0: okay. uh, everybody on the call today would probably tell us that they're interested in hiring not only having a, a you know a, a large quantity of candidates to choose from but they want to hire the best where do dealerships tend to fail when it comes to, to attracting people and, uh, and hiring the best people? So we'll talk about a structured hiring process in a little bit that
1: I think will highlight the differences of what traditional dealerships are doing. Um, I think the biggest failure point is we're reactive a lot of times instead of proactive, you know, always be recruiting. Dealerships in general, if someone leaves, someone turns over, they're then in a rush to get a button a seat. Um, We're seeing some more progressive dealerships now, thinking about the complete opposite and starting to build a bench and starting to always really focus on recruiting and knowing that this is really their only competitive advantage in the long run. We need to improve the people side of our business, and the only way to do that is to really focus on the process. Um, And we'll talk about a seven-step process that I recommend that a lot of dealerships are starting to take hold to and are really improving the quality of people that they hire.
0: Okay. I think that's our questions for now. Why don't we we get back into the workshop?
1: Great. So the final final piece of a strong structured job description then um, is you really got to highlight the responsibilities and the qualifications of what you're looking for. We want, again, a larger candidate pool. We want more people to apply. That said, we got to weed out a little bit and make sure that we've got qualified people applying to these roles. Um, What we see traditionally in most job descriptions, if, if dealerships even have them listed on the web, is here's the responsibilities of what you'll need to do, and here's what the qualifications that you'll need to have. It doesn't talk anything about number one through three. My recommendation for structuring these job descriptions is have a lot of content, like 75% of your job description should be one through three, and it should be on the top of the job description. Number four should be there, and it's important to be there. It should be, you know, 25% of the job description at the bottom of the page so that before they're actually going through the application process, they're making a consistent effort to review it and see that they are qualified,
0: qualified to apply. Uh, the, uh, the idea of testing people. Uh, testing and assessments, Um, at what stage should that be introduced to the the process? So we don't want to do too much testing and assessments
1: early on in the process because they haven't committed to us that they're 100% into the role. If they filled out an application, um, doing a quick pre-screen assessment is okay if it doesn't take more than a few minutes for them to complete. That said, putting them through an hour assessment before you even have a conversation with the candidate is not going to fly. So our recommendation is typically after the initial interview, and, and I'd recommend that being a phone interview for sure just to save time and effort. Um, after that phone interview is a good time to lay that out. Or maybe after the first in-person interview, my biggest recommendation here is just keep it consistent. And if it's not working, change it up. Um, I, I would lean on having it later in the process versus earlier in the process. Um, but those tests and assessments can offer really, really good feedback that that the hiring manager would want to
0: know. Right. I, the, the reason for the question was that I, I worked with uh, one large dealer group that did a lot of uh, – they did pre-employment testing, and they, they knew that on one particular test, if the applicant did not score at a, a minimum, there was a cutoff number. If you didn't hit the cutoff number, there was no way you could be hired. So they would wow. give that – they would give that up almost the first thing. Walk in the door and, you know, while you're waiting for the manager, here, take this little test. It'll take about 20 minutes. If you didn't score high enough, they just showed you the door. Uh, and, uh, and it was interesting. Uh, yeah, it was uh, It was just that that was something. It was, not, it was not the way the process was designed. It was the way the people implementing it figured that, um, it, you know, they're, they're smart people. They just figured, why? Why go through this whole process if we're just going to bounce this guy? Uh, if he can't yeah. score high enough on the intelligence test, we're going to bounce him. Give it to him up front, and then we'll know and we'll save ourselves some time. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if that works for them and they're hiring
1: yeah. quality people that are sticking around, I would say use it. Um, it. It kind of teaches own, again, consistency in this, and it is really key. We want to make sure that everyone's running through the same process.
0: Right. Um. Try to phrase this properly, but how do you get more people to to come to your career site? Is there a way to promote the site itself, um, and instead of just waiting for people to, to happen across it, that, uh, you know, when they're looking for a car, or looking for dealerships, is there a way to actually yeah. get job hunters? You know, so so dealerships,
1: uh, I'm sorry, job boards in general, probably the best way yeah. to drive okay. drive the focus there, and what you should be doing in your um, in your the posting on the job board is linking back to your career page they should want to review it and they should want to see what's great about working there and go through the application process there versus in that job board we you know the conversion rate's higher that's why so that's one area the second i touched on a little bit earlier is just social media we got to get all of our employees all of our team members to push out to their networks that our dealership's hiring and that we're a great place to work that has to happen and it is a huge driver of applicant traffic. Um, And then get creative, get out in the community. Our managers should have a stack of business cards. Um, We hand our employees uh, business cards that say why you should work there, and it's the the career site on the back. They're handing these out to people that they meet in the community. They're building relationships with tech schools. This is now a proactive uh, approach. This can't be a, let's hope that they hit the career site and, and apply for our jobs.
0: Okay. Um, you used the term data-driven evaluation. Could you expand on that? Uh, let us know what, more about what that means.
1: Yeah, so for any in interview process, the more that we can focus on, on data, meaning hard-scored factors, so the easiest way to look at this would be in an interview, if I'm asking a question. Maybe putting an a excellent, good, okay, poor um, checkbox next to each question and at least notating how I felt the, the response was um, so that I can then add up that score and have some data behind the, the conversation that I just had versus, again, just pure gut feeling. Ultimately, what we should do is have the question and then we should have typical responses that we hear and then have those scored so there's less... Um, less, uh, gut feel. I'm just checking off which is closest to what the, what the uh, candidate actually said in the interview. Um, anything that we can do to just put n- numbers and data around the likelihood of fit for that candidate, the better. And maybe it's they get a one, two, or a three points for each interview stage, they get a one, two, or three for the, the a background check, one, two, or three for the assessment, same thing with uh, reference checks. The more structured and rigorous our process is and the more we can put some sort of hard-scored factors behind it, the better decisions we're going to make.
0: Okay. Um, the, uh, the little survey that you showed us that uh, I think came up at the beginning of the, the, the CHAMP uh, career page it looked like that was trying to get the applicants or potential applicants to reveal something about themselves, their their personality characteristics what what behaviors and characteristics are we looking for
1: so in that in our experience what works best in that short pre-screen survey the questionnaire that they would fill out is really it's not necessarily personality or behavioral driven it's more past experience driven so what we're trying to find is have they have they had experience in a similar role or experience in general in life that they're that they're looking to do that would align with what we're looking for. Um, that might not always be the case. Maybe we're looking for salespeople that haven't had experience in selling cars before, so that wouldn't be part of, of that, um, that pre-screen or the, the questionnaire. But we're not trying to dig deep in that initial pre-screen um, survey. It's more of, let's get a better idea of, could they be a good fit and more than anything, it's an efficiency tool. Should I invest time reaching out to that candidate to review their resume to decide if we should move forward to next steps? Because ultimately what happens when dealerships start to put a focus on this and start to get out on social media and drive more applicants is they now have an influx of people that apply. So that the opposite challenge happens, right? They started with, I don't have enough people applying, and now they have too many people applying. And we need a way to weed out those candidates on the front end and make sure that
0: we're investing and focusing our time on the candidates that could be the best fit for our store. Okay. Uh, on the subject of uh, scripted interviews, uh, who writes the scripts, and uh, and how, how are they? How do you score them?
1: So, um, if you don't have someone in an HR role that has experience in developing structured interviews, I would recommend looking for someone outside that can that can do that for you. Um, Again, the important point of it is to make sure that we're profiling the role up front. If we don't understand what makes someone successful in this job, whatever role it is, be a porter or a a product specialist, we we're not going to be able to figure out based on the interview process who's the right fit. So if there's not someone with expertise in the dealership, my recommendation is find someone outside that does. Help them write and structure these interviews. And you really There's not too many roles in a store. We just have to write it once and they're done. Now you have structured interviews and you have those structured responses that you can follow.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. I think that is the end of our questions. John, do you have any? Nope, I'm clear. All right, great. Well, that, uh, that brings us to the end of today's workshop then. And uh, you've got Kevin's uh, phone number and his email address there in front of you. If you think of questions you'd like to ask him, please feel free to contact him and to visit the hierology.com website. Uh, a lot of good information there as well about the, that relates to today's workshop.